And those people are going to see their 67 uh, Mahala X tokens turn out to be worth a significant amount of money. They're going to be part of transforming the South African, the African and the global economy. They're going to be foundational in setting up the first stock exchanges, digital exchanges that have future fit built into it at its core so that all investment going forward supports sustainability. This is the Forest Podcast. For us is an acronym that stands for free, open, real-time, ubiquitous, and secure. A blockchain-based platform we've developed with a single purpose, to spread prosperity. We are a group of visionary leaders who are collaborating to bring about an end to global poverty, working to seed a healthy, regenerative economy and to leave a legacy for future generations. On this podcast, you will hear key insights from global visionaries and leaders, the working behind the Forest platform, as well as milestones we've reached and communities we've helped through this epic journey. So as the brand suggests, this is for us. So join us. This is the fourth industrial revolution. And I, I think that, um, um, that the other reason why I wanted to do, um, talk about my journey um, as a maven is I think it's a good way to frame this whole maven discussion because I get asked the question, you know, um, why should I join up and become part of the maven network? Uh, what, you know, why, um, how does it work, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I think that to really understand this concept properly, um, one needs to have a look at the journey that brought me here today. And because um, um, you'll see that what we've done as a group is we've collectively shaped a platform um, to address um, a single problem. Um, and the problem that we're addressing is I'm a maven. I am. Um, I'm someone who likes to um, look at cutting edge technology. Um, I'm a systems thinker. So over the years, uh, uh, having been in the IT industry, I've been able to identify technology trends uh, ahead of everybody else and um, always got in um, early, um, um, sort of first adopter in, in technology, but then managed to um, take that technology and merge it with the existing technology to get the two to work concurrently and thus uh, provide a, a platform um, and a way um, to take customers um, you know, from their existing technology paradigm to a new one. So that's the story of my career. I've done it in several industries. Um, I started off um, in point of sale was really my first um, really big uh, business. Um, listed that on, on the JSE. But essentially what I did was I, it was at the end of the DOS era, the dominant players in point of sale in, in South Africa um, had uh, DOS platforms and I very early on started to develop in Windows um, and had um, one of the first Windows products. And then I acquired some companies who, who had customers and old product, merged the two and um, you know created industry leaders. I did that in point of sale. I did that uh, in inventory optimization. Um, I did that in uh, IT security. So um, that's um, you know really been been the story of my career. And then ten years ago, I uh, 
after having got out of point of sale and then got back in it again and uh, just sold out again, I um, I was looking for something to do. Um, I had some cash. And um, I uh, thought, well, this time around, you know, um, um, if I'm going to put effort in, let me solve a big problem. Um, and it was at that very time that um, I got a call from some uh, colleagues who were involved in a business in the inventory optimization space. And um, they were trying to convince some of the South African banks to introduce inventory finance as an asset class. Because, um, you know, banks won't really finance inventory. They'll finance debtors, they'll finance fixed assets, they'll finance equipment. Um, but inventory has never been an asset that they've been able to uh, mitigate risk and manage. And, you know, that, that hasn't been on their radar. But being in the inventory optimization space, we know what we can achieve by optimizing somebody's inventory. Um, if you invest the right capital and realign someone's inventory so that they have more of what they need and less of what's sitting on their shelves, you can massively turn around a business. You can take a business that's breaking even and you can have it making millions. Um, and it's an empirical thing and, and we got very good at, at, at doing it. So we said, well, surely um, the banks will, will give us the finance so that we can you know, just take this to everybody because there are a lot of companies whose inventory is really badly balanced and um, um, a one-off investment and the right technology and you get an ongoing benefit to your bottom line. So, you know, intuitively we knew it was, it was a lucrative market, but, um, you know, the banks, that was my first experience with banks 10 years ago. And um, having come from a retail, um, you know, spent most of my time working with the big retail chains, all of the supermarket groups, um, a lot of the clothing groups, um, and, you know, retailers are, are notoriously tight with their money because their margins are so low, every cent counts. So I came from an environment where they really made their IT assets sweat into banking where it was just a different mentality because I could see they were just passing the costs on to the customer. So it just wasn't the same driver that there was in retail. And that's when I saw, sure, here's an opportunity. Um um, we need to we need to come with a new approach to um, to banking, and that's really when I got involved. Uh, and that was in the inventory finance that got you know what started it. And um, whilst I was working on this project at this um, big four South African bank, they asked me to take a look at uh, another problem that they had, and then another one. And uh, in no time, um, I developed a NFC closed loop. A payment solution for the agricultural sector and I had come up with a model to do um, um, social grant distribution by mobile phone um, using inventory finance as a way to uh, move people off grants uh, and into small business um, and um, that was eight years ago I then invested in uh, in the development of a prototype for what became SnapScan, and I took QR um, payments to the US in 2013. Um, and um, that's when I saw, you know, what the real uh, real challenges were in uh, in solving this this banking problem. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I walked into. Can you imagine a market? where there are 3 billion people who are unbanked, 
can you think of any other market with the three billion people who need something and something as fundamental as that? And uh, bear in mind, this was uh, eight years ago, nine years ago, when smartphones were just coming out. It was the first iPhone. Um, Android was yeah, um, just uh, came out first version. Um, um, so yeah, um, that was was way back when. It was at the start of Impesa um, and mobile payments. And look where we are today. It's ten years later. So. I think that's the other reason why I wanted to tell my story because um, I think um, I want um, people who are listening to this to appreciate that when it comes to payments and, and what needs to happen to make this work so we can get through financial inclusion, I've done my homework. Um, uh, when I say I've done my homework, um, I think it's a little presumptuous because I speak on behalf of a team of hundreds of people uh, all over the world who worked on this project to make it happen. Um, so we, we've done our homework. There isn't a component of the solution that we haven't rolled out uh, in, in, um, in its component parts. We've just never put it all together under a single brand. But it's like building a, um, a jumbo jet. You, know? um, you can build the fuselage in one country, the engines in another country, each element is tested independently, but the only time they actually you can test the airplane is when you get all the pieces together and you assemble it. So we're assembling our, our airplane and um, the, the core pieces are all together. We're tightening the, the last few screws and we're ready for getting ready for takeoff. What we're doing now is we're putting as much fuel into it as possible so that we can fly as high as possible so that we can help as many people as possible. So to get back to the maven and to the journey and to so um you know 10 years um 10 years um, i have never experienced uh, um, anything like this where um it's taken 10 years to put uh, a project together it's an enormously long time um it took a lot of patience a lot of patience from my family uh, a lot of patience from um shareholders investors suppliers partners um, because um, there just have been so many moving parts to this and we had to get them all in place uh, before we could move. And that's the Maven story, right? And um, it's Mavens around the world who, who helped make this possible. I mean, how, how do you carry on for 10 years? Um, it's through every, everywhere I've gone in the world and this has taken me um, all over the world and I'll get into that uh, in a sec. But everywhere along the way, I met um, people who got it, mavens. They were like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Um, and they helped. And I would say without fail, they helped without any details of what's in it for them, what's the return, um, but also with the understanding that um, th there would be something in it um, for everybody. And... Um, um, but it, it shouldn't have taken 10 years to put this together. Um, it's too important. Uh, there are too many good solutions out there that need to be fast-tracked that we can't, you know, just think about it sequentially. Um, if we have solutions out there that are addressing um, um, climate, if we've got issues addressing water availability, um, 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 issues like that, um, then we need to fast track them. Um, we need to quickly start diverting our investment money into the right things. 
Um, and that's what Maven's about. That's my story. So whilst I was putting together the solution for, for us, at the same time, I was um, having a look at my experience and saying, it can't be like this for every entrepreneur, every Maven. Um, if everybody takes this long, we'll get nowhere. So at the same time, I thought, let me use my experience to create a platform, to create a funding platform that we can go from good ideas to execution to social impact in a shorter time as possible. And that's where the idea of the two and a half thousand mavens came from. So let me take a, a step back because that's a crowdfunding story and I'm getting ahead of myself. So where was I? Okay, so I just moved to the US uh, and it was in about 2012, 2013. The social grant tender had been awarded to Net One. I was working with APSA AllPay, who um, sued and it went all the way to the Constitutional Court. Nevertheless, when I saw that that was what was happening and that um, the South African banks were not going to support my free banking initiative, I moved to Atlanta and set up an operation there where I took the QR technology and developed a platform called Mahala. And um, we, we launched it uh, in Atlanta. And then um, um, we hooked up with um, the biggest bank in Los Angeles, a City National Bank, the Entertainment Bank. And um, we, um, we started to integrate our a QR payment solution into Facebook and uh, worked with um, some of the big names in the music industry to put together a solution for um, uh, payments in Facebook and Twitter. But the biggest challenge that we hadn't yet figured out a way to overcome was we needed to make it free. Um, for micropayments to work, you can't have uh, somebody doing a, a $1 payment and the minimum fees $2.50. And for a long time, um, I couldn't figure out how we were going to overcome the interchange problem with the legacy um, payment system. And um, this was just when Bitcoin was invented. And it was then that the last piece of the For Us puzzle fell into place. So um, not many people know that the acronym for us, the R for real time, actually used to be uh, for rewarding. But I changed it to real time when blockchain came out because I found a problem, the solution to real time. Um, and blockchain was the game changer because it took out the one cost that there was no way to get rid of without it. And that is the cost of a float. As soon as you have a float, you need float risk. You, you, need, you have settlement risk. You have fees. But with the real-time settlement of blockchain, you solved that problem. And finally, I knew that the technology existed to support the idea of a free uh, transactional banking platform. So uh, after setting up in the US, um, in uh, LA and um, Atlanta, um, it was very clear to me that um, we, did, we developed it on the back of the Visa MasterCard rails. Uh, it was clear that without a free uh, real-time offering, we, our value proposition wasn't compelling enough to get the market share that you need for a two-sided platform to work. So what we did was we decided to uh, go to the Caribbean and uh, working with St. Martin, 
and um, the people at the Port Authority, uh, we were working on making St. Martin a cashless island. Um, so whilst uh, in Atlanta, I also worked on a project with China Union Pay, working on integrating the Union Pay customers into the American payment network. And we did uh, extensive work on merchant uh, training um, using um, agents. So <clears throat> as we've gone, this, this has developed. Uh, so we now had um, developed the, the NFC payment solution. We had the QR payments. We now had blockchain. Um, and we, this is when we started developing our own public utility blockchain, which was about four years ago. Um, from the Caribbean, I came back to um, what's turning out to be the payments capital of South Africa to Nelson Mandela Bay. And we've been working here for three years um, to turn the city into a smart cashless city. And um, we're uh, ready to go. We're uh, busy planning our sandbox um, and we'll be rolling out um, what we hope will be um, sovereign backed uh, backed by the South African Reserve Bank, electronic digital tender um, as a model for the future of you know financial services. So a really, really exciting uh, Maven's journey. It's taken 10 years to get to the end of it. Finally there in that we have everything from the private equity all the way through to the, the payments and the card system. So a full digital ecosystem that addresses the entire finance stack. Um, and yeah, that's, it's, been a, it's been a long, hard journey, uh, working six days a week, uh, wherever I was in the world, fully dedicated to pulling this off and pushing it forward and pushing it forward. And that's the Maven story. Um, and, you know, I've met so many people who have the story. And, and you know, Mavens can be musicians. Um, you know, one of our Mavens is, is Art Matthews, who's been along this forest journey with us now for also a couple of years. And, um, you know, just the, the, there's a Maven, someone who, um, you, you must listen to his um, latest album. It's unbelievable. Uh, Sama award-winning uh, album. He, he did everything. Uh, even bloody built the studio, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's that kind of passion um, that, you know, somebody who's, who's you know, had uh, multiple platinum selling records, um, but he's still finding passion in the music. And he's now got this amazing, crazy project um, for a, a, a to, to build a, a floating music studio and go and record music with people on the sea and, and have people, you know, pay to be part of that experience. So we're getting behind that and, and helping him uh, to make that a reality because that's what Maven's about. That's what it's about. Um, it's about mavens helping mavens. You, you want to know why you should become a maven? You know why anybody should become a maven? Just to um, meet other mavens. Because what we're building here is a network of like-minded people. People who, you know, not with respect to, to my colleagues, <laughs> not people who want to have meetings about meetings, about meetings. Mavens are doers. So we're an organization, a growing organization of people who are digitally connected, who understand, you know, when people start talking to me uh, about, you know, blockchain as if, as if it's something in the future, it's going to happen one day. No, it's here. It's here. And we need to embrace it and lead. Otherwise, we're going to lose out. 
um, honestly, um, <laughs> the countries that are doing this and the countries in Africa that are ahead of us. So my fellow South Africans, it's time to um, get on the bandwagon here and make South Africa um, the center of digital currency. We can do it. Our, our reserve bank is ready. Uh, we're ready. The community is ready. FinTech is ready. I did, uh, I did training with the bank CETA. Um, I worked with all the banks. They're ready. We need a common platform that's open. We need blockchain to be rolled out. And we've got to stop messing around. So we need to get together. We need to, we need to, to um, as mavens, um, make this happen. It's not going to happen by itself. Um, so that, that, that was the whole concept of crowdfunding. So, so when I, I also spent some time in Miami working with the guys out of Miami University who were working on technology to um, enable crowdfunding in the U.S. So for those of you that don't know, the issue with crowdfunding um, where you have people who are investing in companies as opposed to just sponsoring um, you know, T-shirts or um, you know, paying to have a movie made. But these are people who are actually investing for an equity stake in a business. Um, there's very strict regulation in the U.S. around um, how you advertise to people for investment. And you're not allowed to offer investments to what they call unaccredited investors. So you're not allowed to target advertising for investments to people who have less than a million dollars and earn less than $250,000 a year. Uh, you can go to jail if you do that. Um, so they're very, very careful to make the SEC to make sure that uh, poor people can't get conned out of their money. So these are the challenges that they've had to, to overcome to facilitate this idea of, of people um, using the smartphones and blockchain to invest in companies and cut out the intermediaries. Well, um, now uh, it's becoming increasingly possible. And um, the power of that is, um, you can see in the Maven concept, if, um, if two and a half thousand people all put in a thousand dollars, you've got capital to launch a, a, a proper integrated ecosystem to compete with Visa and MasterCard. If you can get 10,000 people to um, pay $10 to fund you, you can, um, you can make a movie, you can um, finance your record, and you can do that for a stake in the upside. So there's so many things now that get opened up uh, and that become possible. Um, and the power of blockchain makes it possible to have digital online voting. So um, it's easy to manage. You can, you can do this now. So, um, that's really where the concept of Maven came into, into being and the concept of if we want to take people like me, um, the reason why it took so long is because of the process involved in, in, invest, in investing. It's the most inefficient and most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And as a result, you've got a better chance of being struck by lightning whilst buying the win, winning lottery ticket. Um, then you have of getting your, your business funded. Um, it's a whole bunch of people uh, looking for money, running around um, to um, a lot of people who don't have money, but who will talk to you about money for a long time. Um, and it'll take you a long time before you realize that um, they don't have money. 
and so it'll go and so it'll go um so most of the things that you do will be a waste of time because people even if they want to do and a lot of them will want to they just don't have the money and the people that do have the money aren't in the business of taking risks because otherwise they won't have money for very long so the whole thing um, is really um so inefficient that a really really good idea can sit in the wilderness and um uh, and then really, really dumb ideas get funded. So what we've done here with the Maven concept and with our bond and, and using blockchain, and I, I don't want to get into the technicalities. Um, um, not on this um, particular chat. We, we, we can do that and we will do that uh, going forward. Um, what we've done is we've put together um, the financial instruments, the capital market instruments, to provide the liquidity, we, we've 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 taken all the elements, we've put it all together, and we're now good to go. What we need is the two and a half thousand people who are going to um, lead the charge to take this platform out to the world. Why is that important? Because that's the key to making this work. The key to making this work is getting more and more people onto it. Because the more people are onto it, the better this will work. And our competitor, our, our, our ticking time bombs are people like Facebook and Amazon and Google who are all working in this space, who all um, have in their roadmap, um, they will be moving aside the banks and they will be becoming banks themselves. And it's going to make it harder for the small guy. And um, um, it's going to continue this trend of... Um, uh, this widening wealth gap. What we're doing is is um, is fixing it. And so where we're at now with the mavens and with with the uh, with the bondies, um, you know, somebody said to me, um, "Are we sure we're going to um, um, get all two and a half thousand mavens um, taken up?" And my answer was, "It's only two and a half thousand." Um, we need to be careful about who we give it to and, and we, we need, it's easy to um, um, get people on board. The trick is to get the right people on board because these two and a half thousand people are the ones who are going to be at the forefront of taking this to everybody else. The mavens, that's what a maven does. A maven's the one um, who goes out, finds the new stuff, and brings it back to the community. Those are the ones who, you know, the first ones to know that China's opened up a new, you know, trade opportunities, and and um, they've got three companies registered in China before um, you read about it for the first time in the newspaper. That's a maven. Um, um, you know who you are. You're operating a little bit ahead of everybody else. Um, you're seeing the trends. And then you'll recognize for what this for what it is, because that's you know the reason why I wanted to tell my story in a in a bit of uh, detail is, um, when I started in payments I knew nothing. I now think I, I know more than most. And um, what we've done, what we've designed, the technology, the partners, uh, everything has been crafted and architected over many many years, many iterations, tried tested um, and there's no way to satisfy people about that other than to do it 
and, and that's something else that I've realized, and that's what's so exciting about where we're at at the moment, is um, we no longer have to convince anybody to do this. You know, for 10 years, um, one day I'll, I'll do a list of all the companies that I've spoken to about this. Um, but it's just about every bank, mobile operator, um, and technology company in the US and South Africa. And I don't say that glibly. I um, really did make it my business to go and speak to everybody about this concept of um, working together in financial services and creating an ecosystem that extends beyond the banks. Um, yeah, I spoke to everybody. And, and now we don't need to speak to anybody because, hey, guess what? Um, I've got Mahala X in my wallet. Don't know about you. And um, it's so amazing. You know, the, the other thing about being um, ahead of the market is, you know, um, there were guys who, who bought Apple at a couple of dollars. You know, there are people who bought Bitcoin at 10 cents. Um, you know, there's definitely financial upside. So um, where, where we're at, um, if you're a maven, you'll recognize it. If you're in payments, you'll, you'll recognize it. Um, we're at that nexus of where blockchain technology becomes mainstream. And we're at that um, cutting edge that's uh, making it mainstream because we've gone and plugged in so many different sub-ecosystems into uh, our ecosystem. And then I would say our single biggest differentiator, because I don't know who else, actually I do, I know one other crowd um, who um, are um, doing um, part of this. Um, but most people have totally ignored the single biggest problem. You cannot have a payment platform without liquidity. And the reason why we're ready to go now is because we're ready now to create the liquidity uh, in the platform uh, with the confidence that the thing ain't going to leak, that our smart contracts are going to be able to deliver the earnings to sustain our model. Um, because here's another thing um, that I've learned, and this is something for all business uh, people, and you know, I, I learned it from my mentors. Or let me put it this way: I was taught it many, many times by many, many people, but I very seldom heard heard it. Um, I've, I've really, really learned to appreciate it um, um, through this experience, and that is that it's about earnings, it's about cash flow. You know, you can you can build as much bull as you want into an IPO, into a share price. You can hype it, you can you can ride it, you can raise capital with it, but it's profit and earnings is the only sustainable thing. And if you don't have that, you can't hype it into existence. It needs to be your point of departure. And from day one, the F, the part of for us, the free, Everybody knows, everybody knows that there's no such thing as free. So to make it free, we had to come up with a way to pay for it. So it's the same thing as saying um, ETV is not free. You don't pay for the programming, but advertisers pay for the time. 
and pay for your attention. So it's the advertisers that are paying for it. So we came up with the way using my background of point of sale and inventory and optimization and then combining that with um, supply chains and supply chain visibility. We came up with a model where we can use the data to generate the revenue that replaces the transaction fees that the banks need to earn to pay for their overheads. Uh, it costs money to have support staff, loan officers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't have a problem with banks making money. I think the point is that it's making money off the right people for the right value adds. And this is the paradigm of a maven. And this is why being a maven is um, can be a challenge because people can't see beyond their current paradigm. It takes a, a visionary, a maven in that field to be able to see it, to then bring the rest of the community along. Um, it took visionaries like Nelson Mandela and all the other great leaders um, of the uh, anti-apartheid movement to, to actually transition this country from where we were to where we are now. It's an absolute miracle. Of um, and economically, we need to do the same thing. And we need the, the economic leaders to come forward now. Um, the leaders who bring... Um, the values that we need to take forward. And it's not the old capitalist model. I mean, have a look around. Okay. It, I, I think I can emphatically, categorically say it's not working. So when somebody tells me, oh, we don't want to try this new thing, we don't want to be a guinea pig. Um, I'd rather be a guinea pig than a slaughtered pig. And that's where we're at. Okay. This is not sustainable. It's just not. And the rate of the, you know, of, of the, um, the problem is increasing. So we need to, we need a massive intervention now to turn this um, ship around. And I can't alone. Our team can't do it alone. Um, we've built a platform for everybody to use. Um, now I need mavens to step forward. <coughs> mavens in the industry. Because we have a platform now where we can disrupt, break cartels, cut out intermediaries, um, create fair markets, build you know, continent-wide distribution for small business. Um, we can pump money into agriculture. There's so much land. There's so many unemployed people. We just need an efficient way to um, channel our investments, and we've, we've done it. We've built it um, with Kucha X, with Kucha um, Development Corporation um, in our partnership. We've created uh, something special that we're going to be able to roll this out nationally very quickly. Um, we don't have a lot of time. And I'm going to end um, today's Maven session with a couple of challenges. Um, you know, the thing about, uh, about this is if every Maven just brings another Maven, it will be done in no time.
And the easiest way to get a maven is to start off with people who you know are woke, put it to them, and that's it. You either get it or you don't. And there are plenty of people who do. And those people are going to see their 67 uh, Mahala X tokens turn out to be worth a significant amount of money. They're going to be part of transforming the South African, the African and the global economy. They're going to be foundational in setting up the first stock exchanges, digital exchanges that have future fit built into it at its core so that all investment going forward supports sustainability and um, all the um, development goals, sustainable development goals that we need to address to um, sort out our climate challenges. And then I reckon um, if we have um, a healthy planet, no poor people, yeah, that sounds like a world that um, I'd like to leave my granddaughter. Um, but I, I can do it alone. So, shout out to um, Anna, Dr. Anna Everett, and the community in Atlanta. As a shout out to you guys, $1,000, come on, get a group of you together. Let's get some mavens going there. Let's take the concept of investing together for our economic freedom to everybody. I'm calling on everybody, people working in the IT industry, um, in the banking industry, in fintech, who want to see South Africa take its leadership role. Here's a platform where we can do it. But I need everybody's help. You know, we need to we need to bring all of our expertise to bear uh, to make this a reality. And then this will position us at the cutting edge of the fourth industrial revolution because we won't be talking about it. We'll be rolling out a public utility blockchain and moving all of our services to the cloud. Because if we even want to think about things like a national health system, there's no ways you're going to manage the records without blockchain we can forget it it's impossible if we want to get people off social grants 16 and a half million people 150 billion a year we're not going to do it without blockchain not at any kind of scale we want to give our students education that's going to result in them earning a living we need the technology. So the last thing I want to say about Mavens, this is the last last, not the, the between last. This is the very, very last. Um, is that, you know, these things sound impossible. But it was Nelson Mandela who said, it always seems impossible until it's done. Come on, Mavens. Let's get it done.